What defines leadership? Over the years, leadership has been interpreted by several motivational speakers and authors. Simply put, guiding a group of people is a profound profession. One way to describe this concept is from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which states, quote, a person who has commanding authority or influence, unquote. Leadership can also be described as a cascade of decisions that directly affect a business, its participants, and the consumers. You know that saying, actions speak louder than words, right? Well, that's a pivotal portion of management, though there are many layers to reveal in the operations of a manager. Becoming a manager is almost the same in any business, but this podcast will focus on a smaller niche, radiology. It's important for a tech to ask themselves, how can a technologist promote and encourage change for their department, their patients, and for themselves? You're listening to Subtle Strides. I'm your host, Erica Carrillo. Welcome to the second episode, Radiating Change. Today, this episode will discuss management's role in radiology, education's impact on a technologist's career, and how a technologist can render change as an effective leader. To become a valuable leader, we should explore the mind of an outstanding radiology manager. I am joined today by Anthony Frazier, who also goes by Tony. In this interview, he will describe his journey of climbing the administrative ladder from starting as an X-ray technologist to eventually becoming a successful leader. Hello, I'm Anthony Frazier, Clinical Manager of Imaging. Welcome, Tony. Do you mind telling me how long have you been in radiology for? I've been in the field of radiology for 44 years. That's 4-4. It'd be 45 years in May of this year. And how long have you been in your current professional position? At this position right here at this hospital, I've been manager for 14 years. Can you tell us what are some of your daily responsibilities as a radiology manager? Well, the first thing is to greet everyone because you want that type of atmosphere. Second, inspect everything to make sure all of the tools that the technologists use are in working condition and that you have a safe environment. I uh, ensure that all the workflows and all the processes are taking place to ensure safety, uh, quality care is given, and that the customer is satisfied with the end product, that picture. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Tony. And before we get off of the subject, I am looking at your desk here, and I do see that there's a lot of paperwork. As a radiology manager, what are you doing with all of these documents? Okay, as I said, processes. We want to make sure that quality is given. We want to make sure that I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. We have to make sure all information is correct. We have to make sure that everything is done in a timely manner. Like if a doctor orders an x-ray, I want to ensure that that result is in their hand within 24 hours. That's our goal, 24 hours. We usually, usually do it in a couple hours, okay? Um, making sure that the place is safe, okay? The environment is safe. And that's all this paperwork, you know, work orders, purchase orders, tickets, you know, things that just make sure you're in a great workplace. It's amazing how much you are accountable for. 
Tony, would you mind telling us a little more about yourself? I'm curious to know more about your previous career history, any personal facts or hardships, just anything you're comfortable with sharing. Okay, well, let's start with um, where did I start my adult career? Okay, because you know, back in the days when I was coming up, you started working when you were about 10. However, so let's just go fast forward to 17 when I went into the military. And then I uh, did 20 years in the military, and I after my first two years in the military, I was fortunate to become an x-ray technologist, okay, as my second job. And with that, I traveled the world, okay? Europe, Korea, Japan, uh, American Samoa, you know, Philippines, just about Australia and uh, New Zealand, okay? <laughs> and pretty much the whole United States. Um, with that, I... Um, Ended my career in San Antonio, Texas, and decided to move out here to Georgia. And when I say I, I always want to say we because I've been married for 40, 40, 43 years, okay? Be 44 years in a couple of weeks on the 23rd, okay? Um, moving on, back to my career, all right? Um, after the military, I went to uh, Atlanta Medical Center. Well, first I went to a mobile x-ray company, and there I... I saw a niche. I said, hey, I want to do this on my own, okay? And so with that, I really tried to perfect and gain all the knowledge that I could of that type of profession. And then I couldn't compete with the company that I was with, so I said, okay, let me step away from this job after two years. And two years of a successful uh, term with that company. I mean, we went from one jail to 155 jails. Okay, you have 159 counties in Georgia, but I was able to get a jail in each county except for four. Okay, and I and we actually started with one. Okay, and in that two years, that's the type of um, hustling I did. When I say hustle, I just had the heart to make it work. Okay, and um, I moved up to manager in that company, and we gained all of the different nursing homes. This is really, really grew, and they were very happy with my service and supported me 150% when I said, hey, I wanna go ahead and get out to get out of here and go into the hospital and I'll be your competitor in a few years, okay? And I didn't hesitate to do that because I've always been straightforward, truthful, and honest. And they, they welcomed it, you know, cause if, if you're good at what you do, you welcome competition, okay? So I went to Atlanta Medical Center and I started off there on the evening shift for about six months and I was promoted to manager, okay? Stayed manager for three years and then I was promoted to director, okay? Stayed director for about three and a half years or so. And then I said, okay, now I'm ready to start my own business. I gained all the knowledge that I needed from that mobile x-ray company, got all of my ducks in order uh, at the hospital, learning how to purchase, how to, how to how to manage, and then how to direct. Okay, so with that, I um, I said, okay, I'm gonna step out on my own. I had enough of my own personal money to make the investment, and I said I'll start off on my own. And I so I bought some X-ray equipment, bought some vans, and um, down here at the hospital that I'm at right now, I was offered a weekend job being the weekend supervisor. And the director at that time was a very close friend and I, we had worked together at, a, at Atlanta Medical Center. He said, Tony, while you're waiting on some, um, some money to come in, 
on this venture that you own. Hey, you can work here and make cash for your family. Okay. I said, cool. Okay. Anyway, I started working here and I, I've been here ever since. So it'd be 18 years in October. And of those 18, 14, I've been manager. Uh, the first four, I was running my own business and just working here on the weekend. Pretty much while well, I picked up a little side job after I uh, stopped my business in 2000, 2008-2009 time frame when the economy crashed, okay? I don't make excuses, but it was pretty hard to maintain the company when the gas was $4 a gallon and paying for uh, employees was just too expensive to maintain. So I said, well, let me go ahead and go back into the hospital and do my thing. And so that's where I am today. I'm here today uh, doing my thing, okay, doing what I love. I want to discuss the Army a little bit more. What are some skills that you learned that has helped you in your leadership positions? The main thing is, is your, your bearing and your courage, okay? You got to be strong. You got to be able to stand on your two feet. You got to be decisive. You have to make decisions, okay? Okay. And your tact. How do you talk to people? How do you talk to people? Those are three things that are so critical in any endeavor that you choose. If you can't talk to people, you can't lead them, okay? If you're bearing, if you're slouched over, they won't follow you. Okay. They, nobody's going to follow slow motion, low energy. Nobody's going to follow that. Tony, after all that, I am really curious to know, how do you define leadership? Um, the ability to get employees or soldiers to do what they would not ordinarily do and give 150%, 150%, you know, that's what it is. Can you remind me, how long did it actually take you to become a manager when you were working at Atlanta Medical? Six months. Do you believe that the qualifications to being in a leadership position, such as a radiology manager, have changed over time? To be a good manager in radiology, no, that hasn't changed, okay? Leading people is always going to be the same, no matter what profession you're in. You have to have that it factor. If you have it, and you do, okay, yeah, you do, okay. If you have that it factor, it doesn't matter what you're selling, okay. So to me, management has not changed. It has not changed. The different people doing manager jobs has changed, okay. Those different people are being accepted and their behavior is being accepted when I don't think it should. I don't think that they are up to where they need to be in leading people. And that, therefore, you have a lot of departments that fall apart, low morale, bad equipment, damaged equipment, a hostile work environment because of poor leadership, okay? And a real manager, being a manager, an effective manager, effective manager has not changed. It has not changed. So with that in perspective, Tony, what are your thoughts about the educational requirements for a technologist to become a supervisor 
or to become a manager in their department. Do you think that those requirements have changed? That has not changed. It is a requirement. You truly need a bachelor's degree to be a manager in this career field. You need that bachelor's degree. A lot of leaders think just because they can effectively move people, get them to do their job, they don't need that education. But you need that education because that education is knowledge. Okay, it's knowledge from books, it's knowledge from your experience while in college, and it's discipline. You need that knowledge. You need a four-year degree. You need that. I just I can't understate that. Most technologists get caught. They get the two-year degree or the three-year degree, and they go out and they're making money, and they get, oh, I need a car, I need a house, I need this and that, and then they're stuck. They're stuck at staff level. And then after 15 years, they're wondering, what am I going to do when they should have got that education earlier and then not get stuck at being a staff level technologist? They would have had that degree and they would have had the vision, like you do, to keep it moving. You, you constantly have to grow. You know, you don't just get stuck because you're making a certain amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Which seems like it's good money, and it is good money, but it's not good money 20 years from now. And you want to be at a different level. I don't. I don't think you want to be stuck at that level. Anyone, you know. But they don't have that heart and that it factor to go that extra mile and get that education. It's great. It's something that's is better than being good. You're being great by getting that education. It makes you whole, whole. It makes you a complete person. I would like to know how you think radiology departments have changed over time. Technology, technology has taken it to a whole new level. (laughs) And it's beautiful. I mean, we can see inside of you through the use of technology that's out of this world. You know, I mean, it's just at at a split second, I can see everything inside of you. You know, and that that's not normal. That's not normal. It, it's beautiful. It really is. Can you describe the impact that you've had and how you changed your department? Set an impact. When I stepped in the door, I said, hmm, we have a lot of low energy. Okay. A lot of low energy and no ownership. Got with the director and I said, this is what I see. And I just observed for about 30 days. I said, this is what I see. This is the goal I want to reach. I want to get owners here. And that has been our motto from day one, from the day they walked in. And once they own it, once they own it, and you as a leader come in enthusiastic, show that you love your profession, show that you care about them. It's the best thing since peanut butter and jelly. I mean, they they just love it. They're owners. They're owners. It's nothing like seeing 106 owners. What do you imagine can improve radiology departments just in general? Um, I I think that the perception that the other departments have of radiology and administration If you get administration 
to realize what you do and the impact you have on the bottom line, on the community because of the quality of health care that you're providing, that improves your department because you earn that respect. And if nursing understands what you do, if you can sell what you do to nursing, they're going to respect every staff member that's up there doing that portable or that staff member that calls and says, is Miss Brown ready to come down? Okay. And um, if the lab understands radiology and supports radiology and they get that lab result so that we can put that patient on the table in a timely manner on time, and start their first case on time because we have the labs, we have the nursing supporting us to get that end result. And then we have administration giving us the funding to buy the excellent equipment that we need. So the reality is we want all departments to work together and to understand each mm -hmm. other's responsibilities on a more profound perspective yes. because what that does is increases the quality of care that we all give to our patients. Tony, in your experience, what were some of the greatest professional obstacles you had to overcome? This may sound funny, Erica, but I haven't had too many obstacles. All right. The reason why I haven't is because I always saw the glass half full. And I, I walk into a department and I see that the equipment is no good. I know I have to get new equipment. So I have to sell to administration how to get it. And if you communicate the need and the results that will happen if you get that, it's not an obstacle. You hear what I'm saying? So. If I have naysayers that don't like my leadership style, I have to give them more tender, loving care till they realize he cares about me and he's going to get this done no matter what. So I, I need to stop being a naysayer and get on the bus. Either get on the bus or get out of the road because we're not going to pick you up and we're not going to carry you. Okay, So just move out the way. So I I don't have obstacles. I just I just don't have them. It sounds like having a driven mindset and knowing your mission and vision very clearly can help you avoid those obstacles as a manager. Can you relay some advice for technologists who are interested in getting into a leadership position? Don't be scared. Follow your heart and don't, don't get disappointed with the first no. For instance, if you come right out of school and you're 25 years old, you're going to hear no a couple times. But if you're willing to move around, travel, somebody's going to say yes. They're going to say, this person is hungry. I'm going to take a chance on them. And say, I'm the type of person, as a leader, it would be nice for you to run into me because I'm saying, I see that it factor. I see it. She has it. So I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to say, okay, you're now the lead. Okay. You know, and then once you get that lead position, it's not long before you get to be the manager. Not when you're a leader. It's not long at all. It's not long at all. You got to have a little patience. You have to have a little patience, you know. But don't be afraid to say, I want to be a manager. Don't be afraid to do that right out of school. Now, 
while you're hearing those no's, years are going to pass, you know, or a, a year is going to pass. But once you get three years as a radiographer, if you have the it factor, you can leave. You can walk into a, a department and you're going to find a young director. And I say young, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a young person because I'm in my 60s, okay? You got to find a person that recognizes leadership and knows the impact that this educated, hard-charging, high-flying individual has this opportunity. They're going to have a huge impact on my department. That director just has to feel that, okay? And you and you're going to get that opportunity. Or the the, the educated radiographers are going to get that opportunity. The, the two-year, three-year degrees, they're going to be working. They're going to be pounding that, that floor and grinding that hallway with that portable. That's what they're going to do. Well, I think it is important to note that those who do have the two-year degrees are absolutely critical to a department. That is the productivity, and we all need x-ray techs. I know that my instructor from x-ray school had always said to explore other modalities but those who love and have a passion for x-ray we still need them they are still important and so moving forward the journey to where you are now it can be challenging for some people so what is your advice for students who might be having a tough time patience it's hard to have patience in a time like this because you can get everything like that, okay? Tolerance for the ignorance of people because sometimes they don't know no better and they don't put the trust in the person that could really make it happen, you know? And I just call it ignorance because you just don't know. You just don't know. It's not a bad thing. It has a huge impact on the go-getter. It makes them lose trust and faith, and they think that they can't make it. That's where that patience come in that I'm talking about. Have some patience. Have some patience with both, okay? And you're going to be successful. What you're going to do is move them out the way, okay? That's what you're going to do. And you're going to keep going for your goal. That's what leaders do. That's what they do. Can you think of anything else that you might be able to add before we end this? Heart. Heart and drive. Do that thing. Just do it. Just do it. And that's what I mean. Tony, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share your wisdom and experiences here with us. I have no doubt that this podcast will be able to transform a technologist into an effective leader. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, okay? Management is an impactful component in any business. It's usually the reason for employee retention or turnover. To become a manager means more than an honorary title. There is an emphasis on interpersonal communication skills, bureaucratic issues to resolve, and a lot of red tape. There's a distinct line that separates managers from effective leaders, 
and that line symbolizes the ability for someone to be able to lead a group of people in a direction that they wouldn't normally take. Radiology is a vast field that can benefit from fresh perspectives geared toward creating a positive learning environment for other technologists, reducing safety concerns for patients, and fostering owners that can be proud of the work that they do. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.